Hey everybody, welcome to the PDX Beat, the culture show that keeps a finger on the pulse of all things Portland. I'm your host, Amado Lumba, and in this episode, I feature my chat with musician Matt Hartman, who performs under the name Coastal Cascade. I'd recently shared the stage with Matt at the White Eagle for the Anthem Town Showcase hosted by Will West, and I thought it would be cool to highlight him on the podcast. So, without further ado... My name's Matt Hartman from Camas, Washington, and I, I'm Coastal Cascade. Um, yeah, it's usually short and sweet. <laughs> now, um, how did you come up with the name Coastal Cascade? Well, I think I was first inspired... I like artists like Iron and Wine, City and Color, um, artists that um, actually I, I listened to an interview by City and Color where he talked about um, I couldn't imagine seeing my name on a T-shirt, so I came up with City and Color, and for me like that just struck me a lot because Matthew Hartman is a very like Matthew's a very common name, and so I wanted to have a name that kind of represented where I was from and living in where we where we live uh, near Portland. You know, you're equally as close to the coast as you are to the mountains. So I think Coastal Cascade just, I don't know, it represents everything I love about here. Mm-hmm. Were there uh, any other names that you considered that didn't make the cut? Do you recall? Uh, no, I think, I mean, I that name always really stuck. Even when I performed under my name, I, I always wrestled with wanting to perform under a stage name. And then I took a big hiatus a couple of years back from music and then I came back under the stage name. So I think that name always was just there, like, ready to be used. Do you run into any issues uh, about people, about recognition then, in that sense, in terms of, especially for people who know you as a musician and mm-hmm. you know you as Matthew Hartman? Yeah. Yeah, I think it, I think sometimes Coastal Cascade, because I always say how my name's Matt, you know, so people can always be like, oh, so is your are you under Matt Hartman? Are you under Coastal Cascade? Or, or people just don't remember the name. I think it's just the more I get out there, the more people remember the name. Um, so yeah, I, I've met a couple people who maybe have forgotten, and I just remind them. And you know, I think the name's getting more recognized. Hopefully. Well, well I mean, it, it and it you know rolls off the tongue, Coastal Cascade. And yeah. It does you're right? It does uh, harken to the area and. Especially for people who live here in the area, it'll it'll make sense straight away. Yeah, and it may be also then um, akin to what you know some of the other band names are out there. It's like, what does that name mean? And, mm-hmm. and then it, they become interested and try to find out. Yeah, I've seen the future and it is grim. Seen their faces, no skin. We are not redemptive Wait around and be Wait around and be still Wait around and be Wait around and be Just start writing songs. Well, right when I started playing guitar, I wanted to write songs. I didn't start playing guitar till I was about a junior in high school, so about six years ago, about. And I think I always, when I I grew up doing singing lessons, 
Um, I liked to sing. I participated in some musicals in high school. And I think I always wanted to play an instrument, but I felt maybe I was like too late because I had friends who played instruments that had played since like elementary school. And, but when I started, I, I started writing songs because I wanted to immediately. Wait around and be, wait around and be still. I was in a band in high school. I just did vocals for that. I didn't play an instrument, but I wrote melodies and lyrics for those those songs um so there's some experience there um yeah that's that's where i started writing songs and uh did you consider any other musical instruments as a as a vehicle for writing songs or no i mean i've fiddled around with mandolin a little bit but for the most part it's just been guitar a mm-hmm. uh, little i know a little piano but not enough to really write songs with so right. there are those who would say that uh that it's never too late to start, right? To learn a to learn a new instrument, but uh, but I agree with you. Sometimes if you start uh, a lot younger, yeah, uh, it becomes more a part of you than uh, you know than than starting a little later in life. Mm-hmm. How does songwriting happen for you, man? It's just different every time. I have some songs that are just based off experiences. Like, I just recently wrote a song about my hometown um, that I first got inspired because they were replacing the sewer line in the city, <laughs> in the street behind us. So, and I don't know, just weird lyrics will come to mind. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I just fiddle around on guitar and come up with a guitar part or just a melody will come to mind with no words, just gibberish. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I try to fit lyrics to the melody that it just flows well Mm -hmm. Um, but you know it it really just depends because on this new ep some songs just came really easily like came came out in an hour and other songs took weeks to finish Mm -hmm. i had to constantly come back to them so Mm -hmm. it really just it really varies for me it it depends on the song too yes probably Mm -hmm. you know some uh, like you said the ones that come together in an hour probably you I mean, hopefully, it's not always a sewer a sewer project mm-hmm. that inspires you. <laughs> I would really hope so. That'd be really depressing life to live. But um, and I, you know, and and as a fellow songwriter as well, mm-hmm. I, I do understand it's uh, it's often people people always ask, you know, what what comes first, the lyrics or the or the melody, mm-hmm. the words or the music, and it is organic. Sometimes you know, it's one or the other that comes first. Uh, do you do you for do you see yourself though because you play the guitar? Lean, do you see yourself leaning more towards tr- trying to come up with a melody first, though? Yeah, I would say that is an honest assessment. Yeah. Mel- melody first. I mean, I think sometimes when I write lyrics first and try to put a melody to it, it just doesn't come off really, really well. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I think I try to do what just sounds good mm-hmm. to me, and sometimes it's really hard to put melody to lyrics. I think it's... For me personally, it's easier to put lyrics to melody. Um, And I'll write lyrics down that don't necessarily make sense at first and then go back and edit. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, just the different, like, um, pronunciations of words that flow well with melodies. Mm -hmm. And the the handy thesaurus also. Yes, I've (laughs) definitely used synonym, thesaurus, (laughs) everything. Um, 
So I know, and I know I've listened to your to your music, um, but describe to uh, to the listeners what your musical style is. Yeah, um, just uh, folk indie acoustic stuff. Uh, um, I grew up listening to, like James Taylor, Bob Dylan, Woody Guthrie, uh, Cat Stevens. That was like my parents' music. Okay. So I definitely Carol King definitely had a lot of acoustic influences growing up. Um, I actually listened to metal to start, really. All right. But when I started learning to play guitar, I appreciated really good acoustic music a lot more. And so, you know, modern influences, Gregory Allen Isikoff, uh, William Fitzsimmons, Head in the Heart, Fleet Foxes. So, yeah, you're your typical folk singer-songwriter. Now, then you walked away from the Blink-182 sound? <laughs> <laughs> I still listen to it. I love it. I mean, I, you know, typical answer everybody gives, but, you know, I listen to almost everything, but I'll still listen to Blink-182. Mm-hmm. Took you to a field of dying flowers Where I dreamed of picnics when I Smell the green, the grass is slowly burning I wish I hadn't fallen for it But I believed you were the one And I part of your songwriting journey where you thought you wanted to, to maybe write some more um, non-acoustic uh, songs? Yeah, I think at first people definitely wrestle around with their sound, um, who they want to play with, what kind of sound, like genre they want to play. And I know I experimented a little bit with some rock, a little bit pop punk, because um, I love it. I mm-hmm. mean, I love a lot of type of music, you know. I think a lot of people go into phases like you'll listen to Audio Slave or Soundgarden Nirvana and all of a sudden you want to write hard rock or right. grunge and then you listen to metal and you want to write metal riffs right but I think I'd, I'd always throughout those phases go back to um, acoustic folk songwriting I think that was always a driving force for me and I think after a lot of just chiseling away at my process that, that just is kind of what's come out and I know you said that you grew up with, uh, you know, with that music in the background. But mm-hmm. what is it about that uh, musical genre that you feel you fit in well into? Um. Well, I I don't really describe myself as a angry, aggressive person. Okay. Um, yeah, you are pretty calm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as much as I love hard rock or pop punk or metal, like it's just it's very hard for me to express lyrics of that nature into songwriting um i think just i like the calming nature of a bob dylan or a james taylor i think and their lyrics are very profound very deep and sometimes they don't necessarily make sense to me Uh, i was talking to a friend last night actually about 
there are some songwriters where you have to listen to a song three, four times before you really get what's going on. And, and I like to write. I like to write things that don't necessarily make sense to me sometimes. And um, But then the more I play a song with lyrics that I don't necessarily understand, the more like the lyrics make sense to me. Like our page on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash thepdxb. Follow us on Twitter at thepdxb. Email us at thepdxbeat at gmail.com. And check out our website at www.thepdxbeat.com. This is Coastal Cascade, and you're listening to The PDX Beat. Let's talk about your EP, which I think you released on tax day, did you not, this year? Yes, actually. <laughs> well, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. That makes, okay, yeah, I did. I don't know if that was on purpose. No, I, I didn't realize that, actually. You yeah. know, people, there's actually people in our financial analysts who say that people, after they file their taxes, or during tax season... They're more um, uh, apt to to donate to causes, mm-hmm. uh, make make purchases and stuff. So I think that was uh, smart of you, even you know, even if you didn't. F- Fate, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so uh, and the the title of your EP is actually there, is there a title? To it's your just EP? self-titled. Oh, okay. Cascade, yeah. Okay, and it's got six songs on there, mm-hmm. and uh, and I I really enjoyed your EP. Mm, thank uh, you. Um, and and I heard a couple of them uh, live during a recent show. Um, at the White Eagle that we both played at, mm-hmm. um, but one one song that uh, that's stuck out to me is "Cigarettes Are Fine." Mm-hmm. Tell me about tell me about that song. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the backstory of that song it's about a friend of my dad's. Uh, my dad's a drug and alcohol counselor at the high school that I went to, Camas High School, and um, my dad himself um, was is an alcoholic and uh, has been clean. For like 25 years, a little bit more than that, um, he, he used drugs and um, alcohol, but he now, I mean, I think he uses his experience to help others, and he goes to AA meetings still. I think he, he enjoys the company and the people there. I think people there understand him a lot more than other people do, um, people who are addicts and um, the song specifically is about a friend of my dad's who, my dad has a painting business. Um, this guy who was a heroin addict and was clean for a long time actually had a very successful trucking company um, you know a family a great life and actually relapsed and went back to heroin and um, he worked for my dad for about a week one time and and I met him and he's he was a great guy you know like he was on some medication to get clean um, to stop the pain and um, the sad thing was, you know, as soon as the week was over, my dad paid him, like we didn't see him again. Mm. You know, it's one of those things where I think a lot of people deal with issues with addicts where, you know, you think they're getting close to being clean and then they relapse. And it's just, this is the way it is and it's hard. And so it's kind of a song about um, hoping that he's okay, praying he's okay, and really just trying to relate to people who have maybe family members or friends who are addicts that um, uh, you know sometimes just don't know where they are right. where their loved ones are they're, and they're just hoping they're okay hoping that they're getting clean or hoping that they've found a good scenario in their life 
Um, so that's why, you know, the title Cigarettes Are Fine, because I just see that image of, like, a drug addict at AA or, or uh, NA, Narcotics Anonymous, um, smoking a cigarette in the back, where it's like, you know what? That's better right it's now. One addiction, than, yeah. You know, we'll, another, we'll yeah. take that over, sure. you know, putting needles in your arm. Yeah. So. And I like, yeah, actually, I like the, the chorus specifically on that and the words you chose mm-hmm. for that um, to, to express your thoughts regarding... Like you said, you just hope that the person is fine. You don't mm-hmm. know what you know. You don't know where they are. You don't know what they're doing, but you yeah. hope they're fine. And, yeah. um, and I think there's a line about talking to Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was a very nice song. I really enjoyed it. Well, I hope that you're okay. I've been talks with Jesus as you go your way, telling stories about you. And the hope you've had since you left your roots I've got to think that you are fine You're a stranger in this crazy world You started things off with your EP with Call Me By Name and I heard you play this live at the... At the White Eagle. Yeah. Tell me about that song. Yeah. The so I think it, when people, if people listen to the album, there's definitely a theme of religion and a theme of God, and not by no means is this a worship album or you know a Christian album. It's you know I think a lot of people grow up religious, um, whether they're Christian or Jewish or Muslim or whatever, and they wrestle with beliefs that they've been indoctrinized with when they were kids you know mm-hmm. i think a lot of people when they're young believe believe very strongly and when they get older that foundation can be uprooted mm-hmm. and it's very confusing and it's very scary sometimes and for me that's something that i've had to deal with for the last couple of years of my life where you wrestle with what do you really believe and call me by name is a song about an experience i had with a church where um, I've I kind of felt abandoned. I kind of felt. Um, I mean, the people are great, but just personally, me leaving the church, I felt um, hurt, and I felt like people really didn't um, refer to me as who I was. Call me by my name, Matt Hartman, or you know, refer to me as me as an individual rather than just another person who attends. Right. A number, you know. Congregate, congregant. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like, at the time I was very hurt and things have been resolved for sure. And I have a lot of friends still from that church, but I think it's an experience that a lot of people have where they feel that they just kind of get lost amongst the crowd and um, people don't see them as an individual, but rather, like you said, as a congregant in in a community that counts as a number. And they call me bad name. Yeah, they call me by name Oh, you won't find me chasing your ambition I'll pray that I'm alright I've been laid by some bricks and buildings 
Uh, well, I think it was a, a a good start to the EP because it does kind of introduce people and draw, draws people in. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact. I, I really love actually the last ones. That, yeah. That, I mean, I found myself actually harmonizing to, oh, <laughs> nice. to the chorus, and then of course I like the the clapping and mm-hmm. the, the background as well. How did that uh, How did that song come about? Uh, that song really is just a call to action song. Um, I don't tend to write more upbeat, fast songs. I tend to write, you know. It's, <laughs> it's. Um, did you play that? I'm trying to remember whether you did. Did you? I play did. That it was okay, the yeah. last song. Okay. Right? The last ones yeah. was the last one of the night. Um, uh, really, it's like I said. It's a call to action to people to not be the last person to react to a situation. I think people especially in today's times there's a lot of you know whether it's political or economical or just social issues like don't be the person that waits for someone else to do something but be the one that be the change you wish to see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. gandhi said that yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were there other songs in your docket that you wish you could have put on the EP? There were a couple. We, so I recorded at Anthem Town with Will West, and we probably recorded nine big, like really raw tracks, mm-hmm. and three didn't get on. Um, I ended up just doing this EP with just six mm-hmm. um, songs that I really enjoy, really loved, and I play live as mm-hmm. well. But I, they just didn't, they didn't seem to flow with what the whole EP was going to be about and um, I actually for the future I want to do a whole album uh, no time for that but I don't know when that's going to be at all but you know hopefully those songs can be on that project but we'll see you know I've been writing a lot of songs lately and I tend to like to group songs together based on a theme sure so. sure I've seen a lot of bad dreams for me being a musician in Portland yeah um, I think right now being a musician in Portland is a very exciting thing Um, I like I said I took a hiatus from music for a while and I actually didn't start playing under this stage name Coastal Cascade until August and I started playing open mics and I I gotta I'm being completely honest about 90% of the people I've met are not from Portland or from the Northwest at all they're from all over the country and I think it's a very exciting time to be a musician in Portland. I think there's a lot of great talent out there. There's a lot of bands and artists 
just waiting to get exposed to the national scene. And um, I think there's a lot of opportunities out there to play. A lot of great venues, open mics, house shows. Uh, you know, as long as you're getting out there and playing and meeting people, there there's so many opportunities right now. And you said that the people that you've met uh, while you've been playing around Portland are not are from out of town. Is mm-hmm. it because of your specific genre that you play, or I mean, it... I think it's just people wanting to move to the Northwest. Okay. I think it's a culture thing. I think there's like I've met people who are coming to Portland to play like alternative rock, folk music, metal, right. Um, I really think it's a migration. I think I saw somewhere that Oregon is the number one state right now to that people are moving to. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's I think it's a culture move. I think people want to be in a place that seems progressive right. in political terms, I guess. Sure. Or, um, in many terms, I think. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, people, I, you know, I think there's, you know, a very big youth movement moving to Portland. <laughs> Kind of like San Francisco or Seattle where, you know, people are starting up businesses, people right. are doing music and art. Right. Um, I think over the last maybe four years, and I don't know whether it was just I became more uh, aware of it somehow, but I just feel like the folk or indie folk scene in Portland has just boomed. Yeah. You know, you've got you know, acts like Will West, like yourself, Will mm-hmm. West and the Friendly Strangers. Um, there's also like bluegrass also is, is kind of uh, uh, kind of having a resurgence somehow mm-hmm. it's it's interesting and I'm, I'm, I've always wondered what has brought that on yeah you know and maybe it is uh, a lot of these transplants that are bringing some of this music mm-hmm. particular genre and problem that's why I was wondering like yeah are, are the people that are um, that you were playing with actually the ones that are helping to usher this genre um I think. Well, definitely with the folk bluegrass, you know, I think you know, with big acts paving the way, you know, of course, like Mumford & Sons, Lumineers, right. um, even Seattle acts, like Head & Heart, Fleet Foxes, I think that's, I think the Northwest really, you know, folk indie alternative music is very popular, and I think when those bands really blew up, people wanted to come to a place that would... Th- with that music with where that music would thrive right and I think Portland I think people are moving here because of that and as well as there are great bands that are already here right the people that were born here I think people moving here bringing folk indie alternative music here is just making it even better yeah. I think having more acts helps I think get more people out to live music um, to venues yeah. at night I think that is a big thing for a scene to thrive is to have shows where people are showing up every night venues are packed with people who may not even just be there to watch a specific act but just show up because they say I want to go to this venue because they have live music here all the time that's amazing that's right great. yeah the I, I do like the fact that um, whereas before the, you know in the in the early to late 90s uh, you probably weren't alive yet were you? Uh, 93 <laughs> so, um, like, you know Portland yeah. had a specific sound you know and it was and it was akin to what was happening up north in Seattle that was Portland was all about the grunge all about um, alternative 
rock, etc. Yeah. But I like now the, the I like the fact that now there's there does seem to be all these multiple genres that are kind of enjoying equal play. Yeah, here in town and, and, and equal exposure and equal awareness. Um, and I, you know, I I agree with you. I think it's uh, it's a lot of these musical venues that are helping to to make sure that they're that they're carve out a spot for these for these genres. Yeah, um, and for people to find them. Well, Matt, thank you so much for speaking with me. Thank you very much. Matt can be found online at www.coastalcascade.com, on Facebook under Coastal Cascade, and on Twitter at Coastal underscore Cascade. Catch his show at Mississippi Pizza Pub on June 26th at 6 p.m. And that's our show, folks. Additional music featured in this episode courtesy of local musician Sweet Nothing. You can find previous episodes on our website at www.thepdxbeat.com and on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you download quality podcasts. We'll wrap up this episode with a full preview of Coastal Cascade's song called The Sky is Falling, which is on the EP that's available now on iTunes and Bandcamp. This has been a presentation of the PDX Beat. I'm Amado Lumba. Thanks for tuning in.
But I don't know what's gonna happen It's coming down. 